Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the final hour of the program here on Wednesday. And uh, normally we would have midweek with the mayor, but Mayor Mitchell is uh, not going to be able to join us this week. He'll be back with us next week, and uh, we will cover all the things that have been going on around the city for the past couple of weeks. Uh, One other thing that I I want to make you aware of as we're discussing uh, all of the things that are in the news today, I want to let you know about what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow on South Coast Tonight, Marcus is going to have, and I believe Chris will be joining him for the interview, he will have um, Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll on the program. And they're going to talk about rent stabilization as one of many things that they can discuss with the Lieutenant Governor. But Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll will be joining uh South Coast tonight, tomorrow evening. So you definitely want to make sure you tune in for that. Of course, you want to tune in every night. But if you ever can't hear it in its entirety, you can always get the podcasts from WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So if you're a Spotify user, an Apple Music user, uh, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, any of those places, you can find all of our WBSM podcasts there as well. And that'll be a very interesting conversation. Tomorrow afternoon... I'm going to be recording an interview with Senator Ed Markey about this um, this campaign that he has for electric vehicle manufacturers to keep AM radios in those cars. Uh, apparently, there's an issue where there's some interference with some of the uh, programming of the cars. And so the industry has decided, well, we'll just get rid of the AM radios, right? Because uh, who's listening to an AM radio anymore? Everybody's using apps and streams and all that stuff. And he's reiterating how important it is to have access to AM radio. Uh, Go into Walmart and try to buy an AM FM radio. You've got maybe two, if you're lucky, three options on the shelf. Go into some of the other stores we used to go and get a radio. You won't find them. They 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 don't have them. What they have instead is they have Bluetooth speakers that will play whatever the app is that's on your phone, which is why it's important that you download the WBSM app. But what do you do if the power goes out and you don't have access to Wi-Fi and the cell system is down because of the storm like we had the last couple of days? Not here, but you know, worse in other parts of the, of the Commonwealth and in New England. And now the data is down because of the storms. How do you have access? You know who's still broadcasting in that situation? AM radio. And since it's getting harder and harder to find an AM radio on the shelves of the stores, where are people going to go to try to tune in that AM radio? They're going to go into the car 
to try to get all their important updates. The emergency broadcast system with the news, weather, and alerts that they always tell us they'll provide for us if we need it. Thankfully, it's just a test most of the times that you hear it. But what if you need that information? People will have to go out into the car. Well, if you have a, an electric vehicle from sp- certain manufacturers, you go and you turn on the car, you're SOL. And by the way, you don't have the cell service to be able to stream whatever app to that dashboard. So the importance of having AM radio is going to be there for a long, long time. And, and, and that's why he's advocating for, you know, if the problem is that you're having interference and that you need to change the manufacturer of the way that it goes, then change the manufacturing. Don't just get rid of the radio because it presents an issue that you don't want to solve. So Senator Markey is going to speak with me tomorrow afternoon about that, and then I'll play that on Friday's show. Because obviously, as I've said before, we have a vested interest in wanting to keep AM radio going, but we're also forward thinking. We've also had this app created because we know that there are cars that are being manufactured without a radio in them, and we still want people to listen to WBSM. We still want to be able to provide you access to all of our great local programming and news and all that important information you need in a time of emergency. So we definitely want to make sure that the the AM radios are staying in those vehicles, but we also have an eye toward the future. So in a way, you could almost say we don't have to join in this campaign, but of course we're going to. AM radio is our DNA. We may be on FM now. We may be on the internet. We may have a stream and podcasting and all that, but AM radio for 75 years has been the juice that, that, that powers everything that we do. And so, of course, we want to keep that going. So we are going to join Senator Markey in that fight. I mean, I, I shouldn't speak for everybody at the station, but I think everybody would agree with me that we want to keep AM radio in as many vehicles as possible. And not just so that you can listen to us, so that you can get all of that. We know what AM radio brings to the table, and we know about the importance of all of that information. So... um That'll be uh, on Friday's show because we're going to record it tomorrow afternoon. Again, provided, you know, his schedule works out and an emergency doesn't come up and he, we, have to, we have to put it off. But I've been working on this for a couple of weeks trying to get it together. And his office reached out to me yesterday and said, you know, with these storms that we've had this week, with the storm, it shows the importance of that. So it's a very timely time to, uh, to have that discussion. 508-996-0500. And, and a few people uh, were messaging asking about what I said at the end of the hour when I, I said, you know, about Fartmouth, I wasn't, I wasn't insulting the town of Dartmouth. Uh, it relates to a story that you can read at WBSM.com and on the app in which uh, meteorologist Mark Searles yesterday had a typo on the screen during his weather report, and he put Fartmouth instead of Dartmouth. And he apologized for it on the next, on the next newscast, but it was, it was just funny to see. And uh, we have the, the photo that we used that was uh, contributed to us by um, Amy Paulos, who took the photo of the screen. It, it caught him in exactly the moment it looks like on the television when he realized, uh-oh, I have a typo, and it's probably the worst typo I could have made for Dartmouth. So uh, you can check that out again at, at the website and on the app. And It's funny, and it's lighthearted, and we need some of that now and then. But we've also been talking about the... Um, well, let me, let me go back to, to something else here first because this goes back to a, a conversation that we were having at the end of the last hour about Sconicket Neck Road and some of the 
the speeding that happens on that road because there's portions where it's a really big straightaway, and, of course, people are always going to speed up in those situations. Um, but I want to go back to something that we were saying. I was talking about, you know, if we don't have the ability now to have these traffic cameras like they have in Rhode Island, like the red light cameras to see if you go through the red lights and all those things, they haven't passed that in Massachusetts. But what I was saying was I would like to see the ability to have the cameras on things like those. You know, those whenever there's a problem and an accident, they, they'll bring out those speed limit signs and they'll put them in the area where it happened just to kind of remind people that they should be slowing down in those areas. And I said, you know, I, I wish we could put cameras on those so that the people who blow by them and don't take them seriously and ignore them, they would pay a penalty to that. So, so maybe they would pay attention when they were going through. And, uh, and Dan in New Bedford says, you only want a few cameras. LOL, that's a joke. What are you, in your 90s? I bet you that's what they said when it came to taxes. We're only going to tax you a little bit. You'll find a camera on every corner watching every move you make, but I guess you're okay with that. Well, I've, I've talked many times about the fact that if you're out in public, chances are you're being caught on a camera. And every person that puts a ring camera in front of their house, every person that puts an outside surveillance camera in front of their home or their business, you know, you're on camera all the time. Every store that you go into, you're on camera all the time. But there's no legal penalty if you do something wrong on those cameras. These cameras would be for law enforcement purposes. There's a difference between something that's for surveillance and for law enforcement. And I don't, I don't want to see law enforcement cameras everywhere. I don't want cameras everywhere that if I, you know, if I, if I try to go through the yellow light because there's no other traffic around, I'm like, ah, I can go through the yellow light. And then it turns red right as I'm crossing it, and then I get a ticket in the mail. I, I, I don't really need that. I don't really want that. But in areas where there are safety concerns where people are refusing to follow the rules and refusing to slow down for safety, then yeah, yeah, we can have them there. It wouldn't be a permanent thing. It wouldn't be there all the time. It would be something that would be monitoring what the traffic is doing in relation to that request for a slowdown. But, you know, Dan in New Bedford doesn't actually listen to what I say. He just selectively picks what I say to then send a lengthy app chat message Mocking me and 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 accusing me of uh, of of being some, you know, ridiculous liberal-minded person that doesn't live in reality. I would argue that the person that can't follow the conversation and understand what it is that we're talking about is a person that doesn't live in reality. But you know, that's that's up for you to decide. Remember, he told me yesterday that he swears that I'm on a different planet. But this is what he had to say about the, the Votech admissions issue. Okay, so this is, this is the person that is telling you that I'm ridiculous. You ready? I can't stand listening to these old people, he's talking about you, the callers, that don't have a horse in this race. The people calling in either don't live in the area or their kids are in their 50s. Okay. Well, a couple of things there. I can see the, um, the caller ID. So they do live in the area. Uh, also, let's just admit parenting is horrible and the kids are lazy. I work for a shop and we try to hire kids out of Vogue and regardless of what you say, most of them can barely tie their shoes. Okay, but I'm the ridiculous one, but you're the one saying that kids can't tie their own shoes. 
you're just you're just a hateful person. I can see all you know all of these app chat messages are in a single thread, and every message that you send in is just so negative. So it's not it's not it's not the fault of the the, the fact that these kids are going to school to study something that they don't really actually want to study. It's because the parenting is lazy. So all of you people that are calling in to say that, you know, your, your kid went to Vogue Tech, just know that, that Dan thinks that you're lazy parents if your kid apparently can't tie their own shoes. See, this is the kind of stuff that when, when other hosts tell me, I, I don't even like to look at the app chat messages. And then people say, how come that person doesn't read app chat messages on the show? Well, it's because of people like that. We got uh, another app chat message from Bunny in Fairhaven. The new admission policy has some negative issues related true, uh, related to interest of students. A young adolescent needs to have interest in a trade and motivation. Attendance and good behavior is important. In each shop, there is a maximum number of students that can be there. You want students that have the above qualities. As a former teacher at Vogue and have had family members that graduate from there, I can attest to the good work ethic that good work, work ethic is essential. Of course, but you know what? It can't be a requirement. For you to succeed, of course, you have to have a good work ethic. But you can't tell a kid that doesn't have a good work ethic, sorry, you can't come to the school, because it's a public school. As long as a kid can get a passing grade. If a kid passes eighth grade, they should have every opportunity to go to New Bedford, Greater New Bedford Votech as the next kid. Anything beyond that is just unacceptable picking and choosing for a public school. Attendance and good behavior are important, of course. But if they attend the required number of days to pass, that's, that's got to be enough to qualify them. You can't disqualify them the same way you wouldn't say to them, you can't go to New Bedford High. If a student can go to New Bedford High, they can apply to go to Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. And it should be a blind lottery that fills those spots. Is a blind lottery the best solution? No, but it's still more fair than what they're doing now. And as I said earlier in the program, maybe some of you missed it. But as I said earlier in the program, let's not worry about the kids who are what you are all assuming are the problem students. Even though maybe that problem is they don't fit into the academic environment of of, of what New Bedford High School would be, but they would thrive in the vocational environment. But let's not, let's not even worry about that. Let's not worry about the kids who, who have problems going to school or behavior problems or attention problems or all these other problems that probably aren't their fault and might have other factors going on behind them, but let's you know punish them because of their life circumstances now and keep them from having a career that could get them out of all that. Let's forget all that and leave that aside. Let's look at if there were 100 spots and they take the 100 kids that they feel are fit the criteria of what they want a Greater New Bedford Tech student to be. Let's talk about number 101. The kid that had all those same qualities and, and, and showed up on time and went to school every day and worked hard and cared and really wanted a job in the vocation that they wanted to study. Or you know what? Maybe he doesn't even care or she doesn't even care about what the actual vocation might be. 
Maybe they just want to have a vocation so that they feel like they are set up when they leave school and they're happy to get the second or third choice that they put on their list. It doesn't matter to them because they just want to make sure that they can have a career and a vocation somewhere down the line. So let's look at that kid, number 101, who fits all of those qualifications. And now that kid didn't make it in so that another kid can go to the Greater New Bedford Voc Tech just because he didn't want to go to the high school. He has no intention or she has no intention of utilizing the shop that they went there for, that the shop that was offered. They just didn't want to go to New Bedford High School for whatever reason. You think that's fair? I've heard other hosts that have said, you know, it's unfair to the kids that want to go there to have to give up the spot to somebody who doesn't try hard and, and hasn't shown an aptitude for wanting to be a good student. It's unfair for that kid that wants that career to have to miss out for somebody that is the complete opposite of them. Okay, but what about the person that's exactly like them? What do you tell them? Oh, tough luck. Sorry. That's what we're talking about here. Shouldn't number 101 have the same, same opportunity as number 100? They're just slightly ranked a little bit underneath them with the number system that they use. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Yeah, I agree with you. A blind lottery. That's how you do it. Um, that's how I was drafted. It's, it's, still not, it's still not the best way, but it's the fairest way. Yeah, it is the best way. There is no better way. Because nobody's going to play God with somebody's education or to fight for your country. Uh, the lottery, and I was in 70, 1972. And um, so I had the option. I had 30 days to sit on it. And I, I enlisted. And so I did six years instead of two. Kept me out of Vietnam also. But the thing is, is these kids, uh, they deserve a blind lottery. And if they don't want it, they don't have to participate. Yeah. I mean, it's it, in a way, it, and again, when, yeah, I say, when, when, I, when I say it's still not the best way, you're right. It is the best available way. Um, you know, and, the only and way. Do you want to get into the point there of where no you're... Any other way would involve uh, somebody picking and choosing or doing a profile, or saying the propensity for this kid to graduate is very low. They don't know that. Blind lottery. That's it. Yeah. You're not going to sell me on nothing else. I think that's great when you mention that. Well, I'm not going to try to sell you on anything else. <laughs> so we can agree on that. Yeah, we can agree on it. And if they, and if they say, oh, this is, this is a failure, these kids are letting us down. Hey, toughen up. I'd like to see your academic records all your life. Because you got to understand something. You said you can't teach motivation. You can't teach self-discipline either. It's something that uh, in the Army, it's SOS, sink or swim, and there's consequences because you can't walk away from it. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Bye. Have a good day. We got, uh, we got some more calls coming in, but room for you at 508-996-0500. And some more app chat messages coming in as well. You are next on WBSM. Hey. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Good. So... I guess the problem is there's not enough room at uh, New Bedford Volk, right? That seems to be the, the, the big issue, and I, I talked with the mayor about that and uh, the council president, and I said, you know, is, is it possible that a, the school could be expanded or a new vocational school could be built? And the mayor's response was, you know, we've got some other schools we have to take care of before we could, we could do something like that. So, you know, we're a long way off from that being a possible solution. But what they are a long way off from is in, improving on what the, uh, the alternative is. In terms of better quality, I mean more. Let's put it, trying to figure out how to put it nicely. 
Um, so I guess nobody really, I mean, there's a big, there's a lot of people that really don't want to go to New Bedford High for whatever reason. And it's been like that for many, many, many years. So maybe they should have tried to improve on New Bedford High. Uh, well, well, they have. They've 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 increased the graduation rate at New Bedford High to over ninety percent. Did they really? Is it? I mean, is it real, or did they push them along? No, I don't know. I'm just asking. No, I mean, based on the stuff, you know, they had the whole turnaround program that they had to be involved in uh, with the State Department of Education and all of that. And through the course of that turnaround program, uh, when they felt like the program was completed, they had reached a ninety percent graduation rate, and they they actually had I, th- I forget what the number was, but it was a pretty substantial number of students that were going on to college from there. Oh, all right, then. But so, let's. What about a uh, vocational charter school? Well, one of the problems is if they want to have any other vocational education in the city, then Voc Tech has to sign off on that because if they're going if they're going to offer the same shops that they're offering at Voc Tech, which Voc Tech offers a lot, they have to sign off on that, and it doesn't seem like they're willing to do that. Yeah. So, but if you had a charter school, I don't, I'm just you know just shooting the dot. If you got a charter school that would go into the vocational field. They not necessarily have to do all of what the veteran folk does. They could pick up some of the slack and be working together instead of fighting each other. Sure. Again, for, I'm, I'm, for, for I'm nefarious reasons, whatever the reasons. Yeah, are. I'm not it's sure. If, political. I'm not sure even if it was a charter if they would have to sign off on that or not. I'll have to find out about that. But but that would be an alternative, and I'm sure at the charter schools always fighting to be approved. Or that that slowed down. It seems like it's curbed a little bit after the last one didn't didn't happen, but it seems like there's going to be, you know, there, there's got to be another option for people that want a vocational education for sure. Yeah, absolutely. At, with all the money spent on education, absolutely. One of the and things, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. One of the things that was suggested was having, you know, the same shops at New Bedford, uh, Greater New Bedford Vogue offered at night and have a second tier of teachers that, that bring people in and, and teach teach students at night. So maybe some of those New Bedford High kids that don't have access to the shop can go to a night school op, uh, opportunity. Like, they used What's to have some of that. What's the matter with that idea? That's, that sounds like real smart thinking to me. Yeah, it's just, I think it's one thing that should be looked at for sure. So. Here, and the facility's already, all you got to do is get uh, uh, the teachers to get on board. Maybe just get a few other teachers work with the schedule somehow that's a great idea and then if they're willing to go at night and be uh you know do what they're supposed to be doing that's even better yeah maybe you know maybe because it's part of their education they you know they leave at noon and they go home and then they then they go to school at six o'clock and they go from six to eight or, or seven to nine or whatever you know yep. that, that that might be an opportunity there i'm going to just hold you there just because i got some other calls but thank you for the no call problem. And um, let, you know what, callers, hang on. I will get to you. I do have to take a break. Let me take that now so that when we come back on the other side of it, I have room to take calls before I have to take the next break. Uh, room for you at 508-996-0500 and app chat if you can't call in. Right back into the phone calls, 508-996-0500, or you can hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. Uh, I know there are some app chat messages that came in that were kind of you know, picking on Dan in New Bedford uh, for his comments. I'm, I'm not going to read those on the air. I don't want to turn it into, you know, bashing the callers. Um, I can do that. You don't have to do that for me. Um, but Dan did write back and, and say, you know, first off, you have a lot of callers that called in and went to the original vocational school and people called in with kids that have been out of school for over 20 something years. So you're wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. 
And when is the last time that you hired a kid straight out of school? Well, in my previous career, I hired kids that were still in school as well as hired kids that were right out of school. And we've hired kids that are right out of school here too. And you know what? It's, it's worked out more often than it hasn't. Um, and, and he says, you know, I don't, I don't think you can answer that. Well, I just did. And I'm not negative about everything. I'm negative about the world you want everybody else to live in with you. <laughs> well, I like my world. It's pretty good. You should check it out sometime, Dan. You just sound miserable. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Am I on? Yeah, that's you. Okay. Uh, change the subject a little bit. Does our police department have body cameras? When you say our, which which department do you mean? New Bedford. New Bedford no, no, it doesn't. And, and why not? They're working on it. So so it's it's something that they have been working on for a while now, and they're looking to put it into effect. And it seems it seems like all sides want it to happen. So it's just it's just in the process of happening. Um, in Fall River, for example, like they used uh, some ARPA money to get it going. And, and some uh, Mayor Coogan said in the State of the City address the other night that they there will be body cameras on Fall River police officers this year. So I think, you know, New Bedford is probably a, a little while away from that, but it is in the process. They do want it to happen. Oh, okay. A couple of days ago, I heard a couple of names mentioned uh, was the shooting down the South End. I haven't heard much about that yet anymore. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't know if uh, Kate's had an update. I was update on this morning then. on the news, but uh, a couple of days ago, the your station gave the names of the, I think the shooter and the victim. I haven't. Uh, I believe I believe yeah. that was the that was the Brockton shooting. When you're talking about the Brockton. suspect that was named, didn't we have a shooting in New Bedford? There was, but it, the, when you were talking about a suspect being named or the victim being named, the victim and the suspect. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that there has been a suspect named in the New Bedford one yet. I may be wrong. I know the same day there was also the shooting in Brockton, and, and that one they did name the suspect in. Oh, okay. So, uh, and I could I, be wrong, but it just sounds like there might just be a little confusion there. Okay, thank you so much. Have a good day. You as well. And uh, if Kate's listening, if I'm incorrect, she can let me know. But I, I haven't seen any. Usually you get a, an email from the DA that says, you know, suspect uh, arrested, suspect named. Uh, you know, but we haven't. I haven't seen anything that says who the suspect was in that case. They did name the victim, um, a Fall River man, but I, they, I don't think that they have release the suspect. I know they did in the Brockton case. So, and again, they happen on the same day, so I can understand if there was some confusion, or may maybe I'm confused. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. Hey, Tim, talking about Volk, um, I went to Volk uh, back in 76 to 80, and, you know, you had to get up on a Saturday morning, take a test, and keep your fingers crossed hoping that you could get into the school. That was the last year that the old school was open. And that being said, when you go to vote, there's a reason why there's a selection process. First of all, and I can only speak for when I went, I do have a granddaughter there now, and I do have a grandson at New Bedford Heights, so I've kind of got the gist on what's going on in the different schools, and I do talk to them about it. The thing with vote, you have to bring your A game every day when you go there. It, it is no, and I, I, I say this, it's no joke. You do have to show up, and, and you do, you're working with a lot of expensive equipment in many different instances. You're let to go, you're be, to be trusted on your own in a lot of different instances because you'll do a lot of work around the building um, in, in just different things uh, concerning your shop and whatever it may be, phone work, tele uh, electrical work, things like that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there has to be a selection process because when you go there, uh, you can't be the guy who just wants to skate his way through school. Usually if you want to go to bulk, usually it's because you realize, hey, I want to make some money when I get out of school, which you can do, by the way. 
um, right off the bat, and I can give you instances. But it, I guess the whole idea is there are some people, for instance, at, at, at different places, I'm, and I'm going to guess more so at the regular high schools where people feel, I've just got to get through this. I hate school, but I'm doing it because I have no other choice. I've got to get through this. With Volk, it seems to be more of like, look, I really want this, and I'm, gonna, I'm willing to work hard at it. So, like, just jumping back a little bit, when I went there, you, there were, you didn't have to worry about riots in the hallways or fights in the halls. Sure, they happen from time to time, but if you messed up, you got thrown out, and you didn't want to lose that privilege of being at New, at New Bedford Vogue. So there is a difference, and there is a reason for the selection process. So then by your same argument, anybody that went through that selection process and was selected but has no intention of going into that, into that shop uh, as a future career should also be excluded. I, I don't know. That's, that's a whole different. You're talking apples and oranges here. No, when, I'm not. When we went, yeah, no, no, hear me out, Tim. When we went, you picked three shops. You didn't have this now they do uh, explorative type thing, I guess. And, yeah, you can get stuck with a shop you don't really want. And I agree. You shouldn't take that. I, I think we're in agreement on that. But when, when I went, you picked three. And, and you were happy with either one. Of course, you had your, your, your first choice. I was in electronics, by the way, which my head spun every day when I went to school. The algebra was through the roof. I still can't do it. So it goes back to my whole idea of you, you need to have your A game every day when you go there if you're going to be successful in the shop. But, no, I agree. If you get stuck now, the way they, they do it, I don't agree. They do that whole exploring type thing, and then you get stuck with what you get stuck with if you don't get your first choice. No, I agree. You shouldn't accept the shop. Yeah, I agree with you. If, 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 uh, is that what you're asking me? Not necessarily. I mean, that's, that's, that's a whole separate issue. I, I don't like that, but I understand it's the nature of how it works. But I'm talking about the kids that go there just because they don't want to go to New Bedford High School and they have no intention of having a career based on what they study there. Uh, so, well, what's, the, what's the percentage, Tim? I mean, Pretty large. How, and how do you know that? Based on the information that they're telling us. Well, I'll agree to disagree. I don't know why a kid would want to go there anyway, just to just to take a shot that they don't want to. So then, why know, then why do you make the assumption that a kid would want to go there just to skate through and get by? Well, at New Bedford High? No, at, at Vogue Tech. You're saying I didn't you, say that. I didn't say they're going to skate by. I no, you you, there, you, you said that's why you have to select the kid so that you don't get a kid like that. Well, why are you assuming there's a kid that would be like that? I didn't assume that someone's just going to skate that doesn't want to go to. If they don't want to go to vote, they just want to skate through. You That's want them to only, but you want them to only pick the kids that are going to go there and try hard. That means you're assuming that there are kids that are going to try to go there that wouldn't do that. Possibly. And the bottom line is this: it's a public school. You don't get to pick and choose who goes there. But I'm just saying, you have to have a process. You can't just say Joe Blow from Idaho. Yeah, it's called a blind vote. lottery. Well. It, and maybe, maybe we can agree to disagree on that, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, when you go to vote, it's because you want to go to vote normally. I know I did, and all the guys that, I, and ladies that I went with, they wanted to go to vote. It, it, was, a, it was a privilege because it was special, and it was, uh, it's changed a bit. I'll but you're, you're, you're making the exact argument of why they shouldn't have the selection pro selective process. It shouldn't be a privilege. It shouldn't be special. It should be open to anybody that wants that education. I, I just, and I, you and I will disagree all day long on that. It's a privilege to go to New Bedford Vogue because you have to be able to want to excel because you can, you can go to another high school, for instance, and skate through. I see what my granddaughter's doing at Fairhaven High. Half of her classes are a joke. But at Vogue, everything they give you, it matters. Every class you take, the related, it all wraps into one. And I respectfully agree to disagree with you, my pal. As always, we always do. Thank Thanks, you for the sir. call. Have a good day. Yep. Uh, I do, I do want to take more calls, and I will. 
but I want to read an app chat message. Normally, I, I respect when people send in a message on app chat that they don't want to be, you know, maybe they don't want to be identified. Yeah, you know, you, you, normally they use like a first name and where they're from. And if they put their last name in, I'm not going to give their last name um, because, you know, we don't ask the callers that call in to identify themselves either. But, you know, I do say the first name of the person so that, you know, when I say this person in this town, you know, so that A, they know that that's who's, uh, you know, I'm giving credit to the commenter. Um, it's different when you can hear their voice on the phone and you can say, okay, I, I know who that person is. I might not know them, but I know them because they call. So that's kind of why I identify people. So, but normally I wouldn't give people's last names. However, I want to read a message and I feel like I need to identify that it is from school committee member, Chris Cotter. And Chris, I'm not trying to single you out and I'm not trying to, to put you on blast or anything for your comments because I am going to disagree with them. But I'm saying the, the reason why I'm saying that it is from you is because I feel that as your position as a school committee member in New Bedford, that people should know that these comments are coming from you. And again, people probably won't have a, a problem with the comments. I'm just saying that that's why I'm choosing to identify you. And uh, he says, Tim, what makes you assume that this is an applicant issue? The mayor has zero to do with folk. This is just kids who get accepted into Vogue and people are upset because they weren't accepted. Let's stop placing blame on Vogue's application practice and start putting blame where it belongs. If kids who behave in middle school and attend school, then they should have a leg up on the application. Well, I don't, I don't know where you're saying where the blame should go. Uh, are you saying that it should go on the kids that, that, that don't deserve to go to the school? And it, it is, it is, it's absolutely an application issue because we're talking about the admissions policy. So I, I don't know I don't know why that's that's an issue. I don't I don't know why that that's a, a where we're not having an understanding there. So yes, let's place blame on Vogue's application practice because that's what it is. These these requirements that they want you to hit are keeping people from going to that school that want to go there. And like I said, you're all going to call up and argue about the kid that doesn't want to go to school and doesn't care and isn't putting in an effort and forget that kid. Forget if there's 100 spots open. Think about number 101 who missed out on that shot because somebody else took that spot because they would have been an honor student no matter what school they went to. They have no interest in actually going into the field that they are going to study, into the shop that they're going to study. They just don't want to go to New Bedford High School. That person robbed a spot from a person that had an intention of learning a vocation that deserved to be in that school. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi. What's on your mind? Uh, have, have you ever talked to a student that wants to go to Vogue? Sure. And the reason why? Sure. From my experience with kids that want to go to Vogue, they have that in their mind from the time they get into the seventh, sixth, seventh, or eighth grade that they want to go to vote, and they have a reason for going to vote. And if that kid does what he's supposed to do in those other grades, and he comes out going, or she comes out going to school, does not is not an absentee problem or a discipline problem. Why shouldn't they have a leg up? From a kid that's always in trouble or doing not doesn't show up to school. Again, forget the kid that's a problem. A kid that doesn't show up to school is not going to be able to go anyway because they're not going to have the qualifications to stay in school. They would get they wouldn't be able to go back to New Bedford High School either. Look at this. They have to go to New Bedford High School. That's the only school that they can go to. No, they have all their alternative schools they can go to. And if somebody doesn't fit the requirements altogether, they can keep them out of school until they are willing to fit those requirements. They can expel them until they fit those requirements. But 
Look at it like this. Let's just, when has that been an option? Let, let's just say you're right. Let's just say that 95% of the kids that go to New Bedford Vogue go there because they want to go into that field. That means that 5% of those spots are being taken up by people that don't want to, and 5% of the kids that worked hard and wanted to go to Vogue all their life don't get to go there. I, I don't agree with you on that. The, the thing with, if you've dealt with that age group, you, real, you know that if, like, say a kid gets into Vogue, and they got three choices. He doesn't get his first choice, or his second choice even. Well, if they're put in that other shop, they don't do the work that they're supposed to. You need to talk to the kids that go to school with I, these kids. And I agree with you. That's, that's definitely an issue. That is an issue. Because I, that I do know for a fact. They just don't do the parts that they're supposed to do, and the other kids have to pick up the slack. And, and what if they could have, what if, what if they said to you, hey, listen, you're coming in as a freshman or, you know, maybe the freshman, they let them do that survey year, but maybe you're going into your sophomore year. We're not going to be able to put you into your, into your preferred shop. But if you want to go to New Bedford High, there's room for you in that same shop at New Bedford High. Do you think that would be a more beneficial situation? Yes, it would if New Bedford High had that kind of uh, kind of education. Well, I think they want to, or at least I know it's, they're it's, trying a, to put it's a possibility. More more in. Yeah. But I think also what's happened years ago, and I know, like you said, these people are going to say these old people that are calling. In junior high, you had shops, and the, the, you were able to go, the boys and the girls would, were able to go through these shops every semester. They had woodworking, they had electrical, they had welding, the girls had cooking, uh, home economics, mm -hmm. sewing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I took home ec, I took wood shop, I, I didn't get but, to metal shop. But. but they took that all away. So a kid does not have an idea what, what they could do if they really wanted to, other than getting it from their outside activities and, and, and knowledge of other people on, I, on the I, outside. I agree with you on that. I wish there was more of that they type should, of education at the middle school level. That's right. They shouldn't have taken that out of there. Nope. And even they also had, they, they had that, plus they had club. And the club mm -hmm. had those shops, too, so kids could either... They could they got it for the semester and then they could take it for a club also. Yeah, and that gave them more experience in that. And I, I think we should I think we need to go back to that I for think sure. They do, I think they do too. All right, I gotta just hold you there because I'm up against the break. But, but thank you for the let call. Me, let me say one more thing. I don't think they they only go to school 180 days. Mm -hmm. If a kid that can't go to school 180 days, he's not going to work either for 180 days. Can't be sure. Sometimes there's extenuating well, circumstances. Well, yeah, well, there's always extenuating circumstances in everything in life today. But when kids are like that, that means they don't have the interest. Uh, I wouldn't make that blanket statement, but no. I, would, I would say that it's possible in, in, in a lot of cases. Okay. All right. All right. So we agree, disagree to disagree. Okay. Always happy to do that. You have a great day. You too. Goodbye. And I do have to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, I got to get in my final break. So I'm going to take that right now. When we come back, I'm going to try to read some of the app chat messages and emails that have come in uh, in the amount of time that we have left. And we'll try to squeeze in some more phone calls. But I'm sure Barry will pick this up uh, coming up uh, later on on his program as well. We'll be back in just a few moments. Um, All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.